0: Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill and I'm talking with our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the Second Congressional District of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. Steve, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, good talking to you, Derek. And we've got a great show for today. I just urge you to stay listening to all three segments. We're going to hear from Senator Greg Baca in segment number two, talking about that unanimous decision in the state Supreme Court against the governor. So stay tuned for that. Uh, He was one of the two state senators who brought suit against the governor over the spending of those federal funds. But we're also going to mention another decision which affects your average listener's ability to speak out again very important. Uh, I've got an entire segment uh, talking about worldwide the protests that are starting to spiral out of control over the vaccine mandates and we give then our governor's response to the vaccine mandates and so uh, stay tuned because we've got a lot of content for today.
0: Well we did have a verdict in the Rittenhouse trial. Tell us your thoughts on what happened there.
1: Well, first of all, you got two events were occurring simultaneously. You had the trial of the mainstream media. Some are calling them the Mockingbird media. They were reporting that Rittenhouse was just this blood-crazed killer who came to town looking for somebody to kill. Then you had the actual courtroom playing out where you had a teenager, I think he's 17... And he went there and was offering help to people as an EMT. And he did have a rifle with him for protection. Ends up that the jury found him innocent on all charges. Now, the significance of that innocent verdict is that DAs across the country, again, many of these DAs have been put into place by the likes of George Soros. He has spent heavily nationwide for the past 20 years to place people who are sympathetic to his viewpoint and to these DA positions. And they have been attacking conservatives while letting the left off completely from crimes that are being committed. And so the significance of that finding by the jury has hopefully sent a message to these activist DAs across the country.
0: In just a little while, we'll hear from State Senator Greg Baca about the win in the state Supreme Court deciding that the state legislature should spend the federal money the state got not the governor. But there was also another Supreme Court decision about citizen grand juries. So tell us what that means to us as New Mexicans.
1: Well, there's been one gentleman in southern New Mexico going around to county fairs getting petitions signed that would call the grand juries into play that was allowed under the new mexico constitution and it was basically going to hold the governor accountable for violations of the law when she shut down small businesses but left large businesses open that was something that really violated the law and so the supreme court found 5-0 that the citizens are not going to be allowed to exercise their constitutional right and so you have on the one case the supreme court should be applauded for deciding to abide by the Constitution in the governor's overreach of spending that $1.5 billion of federal money but then in turn, siding against the Constitution of New Mexico by saying citizens can't hold the governor accountable.
0: We've talked in previous programs about the FBI targeting parents who stand up against critical race theory. Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio spoke to Fox News about that.
1: Yeah, we'll play the clip in just a moment. Jim Jordan is a friend of mine, and he's one of the more articulate people in holding the government accountable. And so he launches into a response when that whistleblower came out with the email that showed that the FBI was in fact targeting and putting markers on individuals who dared to go and speak their mind at at school boards. And so the attorney general, Attorney General Garvin, had testified in front of Mr. Jordan's committee saying, no, that was not true at all. And now then in this clip, you'll hear Jordan wanting Attorney General Garvin to come back and testify or to step down or whatever it is. So listen as Jim Jordan really lays it on the line about the government targeting individuals who. Dare to speak up for their child's education. Here's the fundamental question, Bill. What's the number? How many Americans, how many parents, how many moms, how many dads now have this tag, this label put on their name? Do these two guys in Texas, do, does, does Clay Travis, who showed up at a school board meeting and spoke out against policies at his children's school, I mean, that's the part that's most troubling. And that's why we need, we we asked Chairman Nadler yesterday, when will you bring back the attorney general to answer questions? After all, it sure looks like he misled the American people when he gave the answers well, okay. that he did.
0: President Biden's polling numbers are down as we record this program at about 36%. But Vice President Harris is even lower. I saw about 28%. So the Democrats look like they may be working on making some changes there.
1: Yeah, it's always in Capitol Hill. You get these rumors going around because nothing can happen in secret there. Always there are staff members who have to lead in and staff members have a tendency to be at the bar or something late at night. And they begin to chatter too much. The committees of jurisdiction have evidently been having closed door discussions on how to confirm a new vice president. Now, that could mean one of two things. It could mean Biden is on the way out under the 25th Amendment and they're going to figure out how to bring a vice president president in if the vice president moves up to the presidential slot. But it could also mean if you're watching the great disarray between the White House and Kamala Harris's vice presidential office, it could be looking that they want to give her the boot that they would replace her in office so that they're able to bolster Biden's sagging poll numbers. But we need to let that play out. You
0: remember, Steve, when uh, President Biden, it wasn't that long ago, left all our equipment in Afghanistan and Talked about how we needed to get out. And so you go back to 2008 and he's talking to a group of people telling them that if I were president, I would get us out of Afghanistan. It would take about a year to do it. Seven months if we were to leave all our billions of dollars of equipment in Afghanistan. But if we did that, and this is President Biden, then Vice President Biden saying this, if we left our equipment in Afghanistan, that someday... And he points at someone sitting in the audience your grandchildren and mine will be fighting against people using our own equipment against us and i have that clip
1: yeah i want you to play that clip for our listeners because it's important words matter and people's viewpoints matter
0: and it makes a big difference to tell the american people the truth about what our options are
1: in ending this war
2: if tomorrow the order goes out from the pres- i'm president of the united states i issue an order end the war today, begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's the truth. It will take a year to
0: get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons
2: behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday.
1: So when he blithely walked away from that $85 billion worth of equipment that he left there, that's a stunning, stunning amount. It's more than we started the entire first Iraq war with. It's amazing. We left millions of rounds of ammunition. We left tens of thousands of guns. We left tanks. We left personnel carriers. We left the Black Hawk helicopters. This was an amazing assortment of the latest technology that we have available, and now the Chinese have it, and they're going to reproduce it free of charge with no development cost or no research and development cost.
0: And of course, they have the technology to reverse engineer it. They probably have access now to our satellites. We'll take a quick break, and when we return, I'll be talking with State Senator Greg Baca about a win in the new mexico supreme court on inside new mexico attention new mexico veterans if you were
2: honorably discharged from the u.s armed forces you've earned state and federal benefits and the new mexico department of veteran services is standing by to assist you state benefits include a veterans property tax exemption education and training and transportation services we can also assist with claims for federal va benefits The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. With me on the telephone is New Mexico State Senator Greg Baca. How are you doing, sir?
2: Doing great. Doing great. How are you today?
0: I am doing great as well because we had a win in the state Supreme Court. Please tell us what happened
2: well this uh originally started when we appropriated the arpa funds and they were uh, vetoed by the governor and instead of going through the appropriation process she felt that she could as the executive spend these funds as she saw fit from the very beginning we had a disagreement on that i think the constitution clearly reads that the legislature is the one that should be appropriating the money And that they're better spent by representatives of the people who know the needs in their own districts and so anyway that's how it initiated at first it was just myself and Senator Candelaria who really had a lot of political courage to come forward and and bring this lawsuit with me and we named the governor and the treasurer as a interested party so upon uh, response by the treasurer we were uh, Surprised to say the least that he saw things our way and he sided with the legislature in saying that he needed authorization and appropriation authority from the legislature before he could expend those funds. And so, anyway, past that, later on in the 11th hour, we had four other senators, chairs of finance, rules, and a couple of others, judiciary, step forward and enter with their own brief again, supporting our position. And upon doing that, the Supreme Court brought them in as parties. And we had oral arguments on November 17th. And we were happy to see that the Supreme Court felt as we did. And they sided with the people of New Mexico and with the Constitution, which we're just elated about.
0: I would say I would agree with you, even if our governor were a Republican, I don't think we want one person, Republican or Democrat, deciding how money is spent.
2: Certainly yeah. not, certainly not, and, and you know, further than that, I think added to that was another layer is that I think it just is a bad appearance for the executive to be spending that money, especially in an election year. But our Constitution is clear on the matter. These funds can be used for a broad range of categories and who better to decide that than the people of new mexico through their duly elected representatives who best know what the needs are i can't go to a area of the state that i don't live in and i'm not familiar with say for instance a clovis or roswell and expect to know what their needs are likewise the executive the governor would be in exactly that same situation what we need is input from the people and the people that live there And the framers of the Constitution saw that as well, and that's exactly why they enabled Article 4, Section 30, authorizing only the legislature to appropriate these types of funds.
0: I guess it's good that you're an attorney, so you understand how to get this done and did.
2: Yeah, and and I'm grateful for my education, and it's come in very handy as a legislature. It just marries very well with it, and I was grateful to have that skill set and Have access to my my partner as well, who is also an attorney that we're able to uh, bring this lawsuit directly, and it was just a big win for the public, and we're excited about that. The public has rights that should not be trampled over, and the Constitution articulates that, and so we were just really happy for the fact that we were able to not only take on this lawsuit, but at the, the end prevail and uh, get that money returned back to the people.
0: I'm talking with our state senator, Greg Baca, and since we have a little bit of time left, let me ask you what you think will be the governor's big issue for our legislative session coming up in 2022.
2: Well, in early 2022, it's a budget session. Of course, there can be other items heard. That requires the governor to essentially send a message, which means she wants to hear certain items. One of the things that I think will be coming up will be uh, crime. I think they'll be addressing crime and that's been in the media is one of her concerns. However, Republicans have been pushing this issue for years and years and years, really to no avail. So it's interesting that now in an election year that crime is all of a sudden moved to the top of the list. I am just hopeful that we're gonna sincerely address it. We're gonna look at sentencing. We're going to look at things like that rather than gun control all the time, every time as a solution for eliminating crime. And so uh, I'm always optimistic. I'm always willing to work with people. It's just it seems interesting, though, that the Republican ideas for the years that I've been there have been flatly rejected. And now it it seems as though, you know, I'm reading it every day in the paper that this is some area of focus for the governor. I just hope that she's sincere in her efforts.
0: From what I've seen, the way Democrats want to fight crime, and we've been doing this now for a while, doesn't seem to work. And so hopefully they'll look at some of the ideas the Republicans have come up with. And uh, one of the things I'm hearing a lot about is the bail bonds issue. We need to fix that.
2: We certainly do. The bail issue was an issue that was passed in 2016 through constitutional amendment. And it passed, I believe, by something like 87%. You can flatly see that this situation that we have now is not what the public signed up for. What happened was, as always, rules were put in place underneath the Constitution, and that is where the new bail process was formed. And it's been a huge disappointment. Everybody's heard the term revolving door, and the public, in the end, is who has paid for that revolving door. Rather than having some of these dangerous criminals locked up, we're releasing them back on the street, only to see over and over again that they go out and commit crimes. And I saw an interesting article in the newspaper not long ago that stated that these criminals were actually not committing violent crimes when they were out on release for bail. And the fact of the matter is there's a lot of different crime. Violent crime isn't the only crime that we should be focused on our public has paid through property crimes, through theft, through things like that that are just immensely damaging, raising the cost of services for everybody. And those are items that need to be addressed as well.
0: Well, we're glad you're up there fighting for us. And again, for everyone, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, thank you for filing and winning this lawsuit for the dispersing of the $1.75 billion for our state. I'm talking with Senator Greg Baca. Senator, thank you.
2: Well, thank you very much. And I want to thank the public as well. Their support for this lawsuit has been, in my opinion, unwavering. And it was just my distinct and absolute pleasure to represent you, the people in court and thankfully come out with a victory.
0: I'll be back to talk with Steve Pierce about vaccine mandates around the world and here at home next on Inside New Mexico.
2: National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers
0: to learn more. We are back on Inside New Mexico. And Steve, all over the world now, we are seeing people pushing back on these vaccine mandates.
1: Well, again, uh, the Sons of uh, Liberty Media, a guy named Tim Brown writes for them. He says that, again, the mockingbird media, the mainstream media, is totally silent as these demonstrations break out in countries around the world. Austria is one of the most extreme examples of what's happening, but it's happening in many other countries but they have literally now created two classes of people, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And if you're unvaccinated, you don't have the right to get out of doors except to go get food or take care of emergencies. And then we have police walking the streets. And he claims in his article that this is very similar to pre-World War II Germany, where they had the, the mm. German police.
0: Show me uh, your papers, right?
1: Yeah, show me your papers. And so that's the protests are happening, and the clampdown is happening. Now, the American thinker always has really thoughtful articles on things. Uh, Brian Jundeff, he's an MD. He writes in a November 22nd article, and I would recommend that everyone read that. He begins by talking about the money ball where Billy Bean, that Oakland A's manager, is talking to the scouts who are touting this supposed hitter. And Bean asked the question if he's a good hitter, how come he's not hitting? And then June Def takes this and says if the vaccines work, then how come they're not working? Some of the most heavily vaccinated countries and the states in the entire world are seeing spikes in the cases of COVID. And so again, he talks about that. He also talks about the threat to physicians who dare to speak up. And so he's very, very careful in the article not to make any medical recommendations because he says that the American Federation of Medical Specialists warns that doctors are subject to penalties up to and including the loss of their license if they dare to speak out on on the COVID. A third issue that he deals with very deeply are the costs. He said at $20 a pop, That over $9 billion have been spent on vaccines that are supposedly free. So overall, the research and development that the government spent was $40 billion. So now you're approaching $50 billion for these free vaccines. And then to substantiate that, he quotes the financial reports where they are claiming that uh, for all of 2021, just this one company is expecting $36 billion to come into the company uh, just from the COVID vaccines that are the research and development. And the distribution of the vaccines, then you add in all the others that are making this. Now you're talking about huge outlays of money that are supposedly providing this free vaccine. Another element of this whole worldwide phenomenon that is breaking out is that the Biden vaccine mandate, the RNC, the Republican National Committee and other groups had taken a lawsuit into the federal courts as soon as Biden mandated that up to 100 million people People should be terminated for the lack of vaccinations and a federal court just recently set aside that mandate and said no you can't do this that it impinges on people's constitutional freedoms to choose to do it or not do it and again very few people are arguing the vaccine itself they're arguing the freedom of choice and that, I think, is the correct argument. Now, the downside to what is happening, you take a look at your Democrat mayors and governors, and you can see immediately what the results are. Probably the most instructive is to look at New York City, where the mayor there, Mayor Bill de Blasio, has furloughed 9,000 city employees. He furloughed 2,300 firefighters, they've had to close down 18 fire stations in the city. No EMT service now coming out of those. So 20% of the sanitation workers have been furloughed and let go. Now then you've got trash piling up in the streets. And so this is becoming a major problem because people are alarmed at that booster shot. Again, this is not a question of vaccination or not. These are not anti-vaxxers that are putting up most of the protests. They're simply saying that people saying that we have the right to choose. Now then, when you get even more local, our governor has recently imposed new mandates on the unvaxxed. And so I suspect that New Mexico is in the top five or six states. Even our neighbor to the north, Jared Powis, I served with him, we didn't agree on many issues, but I served with him, and know him. He's the governor of Colorado now, and he declared that the mask mandates don't work, that MLG is putting in place so he's one of the democrat governors that are saying no we can't continue to shut down businesses we can't continue to curtail freedoms on things that don't work and so it'll be interesting where this whole argument goes from here but it is playing out uh, very fast across the world people are beginning to stand up and demand their freedom and demand an end to these senseless mandates so we will see where it goes but right now Great quandary existing in the world over the vaccinations.
0: Another angle to this coming up is Merck and Pfizer, I believe, are both coming out with a shot you can get if you get the virus. One of them you can take at home and the other one you get when you go to the hospital and supposedly cures you in about three days.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but... Other countries worldwide are still using the ivermectin. That is something that has been very effective worldwide. And yet physicians in this country and nurses who might recommend this to their patients are being either fired or disciplined in some way that says you cannot use the words ivermectin. Yet I know people personally who that was the solution and it solved the problem in a couple of days. The reason that the medical community, the big pharma did not want that is it was pennies on the dollar. No research needed. was that in mass quantities, it could have just been made up for pennies on the dollars. But when we're talking about over, probably over $150 billion to the different companies, then you would understand politically why they uh, lobbied so heavily against using of the words ivermectin. You know, one last thought as we go into this, that the FDA is now petitioning that uh, they should get 55 years to answer the FOIA request on the development of the vaccines themselves. So if right now, if a general FDA complaint, FOIA investigation would take uh, about 100 days, 110 days, something like that. So you go 50 55 years for them to answer the questions that's the way the government hides significant things they simply make it to where you can't see it and you can't access the truth on it so again I think the people are standing up this is an amazing time in world history we'll see where it all leads our freedoms are at risk but also when uh, the governments overstep their bounds great Liberty is also a possibility Those are the cards that are being played out right now across the world stage. One last issue, as it comes up, people know the price of gasoline, and you'd think that the government is doing everything it can to lower the price of gasoline. One of the suggestions that came from, I think, Chuck Schumer in the Senate, the leading Democrat in the Senate, said that we should be using oil in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to bring down the price of gasoline. And the Biden administration responded, no way, we're not going to do it. Now then, secret records have been opened up and revealed that the Biden administration has actually sold millions of barrels out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve over the last few months, but they're selling them into Asia. So they're trying to lower the price of gasoline in Asia while Americans are suffering. It's one more catastrophic decision, one more decision by the Biden administration that indicates just how radical a viewpoint they have, that they want the American consumers to pay more while the Chinese are paying less. It's completely opposite what most Americans want. Most Americans want America first. And so with that, Derek, uh, it's been a great program. Always appreciate your production of it. For our listeners, be sure and call into your radio stations and thank them for playing these programs. They played completely free of charge, and they make them available as a public service to you, the listeners. So thank you all for listening to Inside New Mexico.
0: Thank you, Steve. If you've been listening to our program and would like to find out more information about the Republican Party of New Mexico, there's several ways to do that. You can go to the website at newmexico.gop. The party has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. You can also call party headquarters at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We look forward to meeting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.